life has been a roller coaster to start the year off. Arguably the hardest thing maybe we've had to deal with as parents. And I'm just like, are you kidding me, God? Like, what else? What else is there? Just a little fender bender. I mean, my neck hasn't been the same since, but yeah, just a little fender bender. <laughs> the guy that told me, hey, we need to call the cops, the guy that was injured, the guy that his car is destroyed, is in handcuffs. I like turn around and he's in handcuffs and I'm like, what is going on? Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany. I'm here with my husband and co-host, Anthony. We're so excited to chat. We have so much to catch up on. Howdy, howdy. So much to talk about. So I want to start off with apologies because... To me, hopefully? Uh, I feel like, I'm just kidding. I feel like I've apologized enough to you. But last year, the year ended, obviously, 2024, we are here. And shoot, Bethany and I were feeling great. We're motivated. We're recording in the studio now with my guy Zeke. Where, dude, that like, you guys know the podcast to me has always just been a hobby. I said it to you. I said it to our old management team. A lot of people don't like that I say that. I don't know why. It rubs people the wrong way. But this is just well, for fun. Well, I think it rubs management teams the wrong way when they want you to make money and. You're like, oh, it's just a hobby to me. Right, but that that was my mentality. How long have we been doing this for? Five years. Five years. Just a hobby. Just for fun. The moment, like Drake said, the moment I stop having fun with it, I'll be done with it. But anyways, end of last year, just me personally, I was just inspired. Like, all right, let's let's make it happen. I've not given this 100%. So I'm going to give 75% next year, meaning 2024. <laughs> And we had all of these great things planned, and the year started, everything went to shit. So we did not plan on dropping, what, four or five interviews in a row. We had done those interviews, we were going to keep them in the vault, and we were going to space it out. You know, we wanted to come on some weeks, talk to you guys, share our thoughts and opinions, and then other weeks, interview people. But life has been a roller coaster to start the year off and uh can we just rewind to december 31st 2023 when there was supposed to be like all these parties happening i had my friends were having a big new year's eve party anthony's family members were having like a kid's new year's eve party we were trying to figure out what our plans were and we came down with the i came down with the flu with ellis so we spent that night in bed anthony took the kids to a party they got back at like 11.30. We watched the fireworks together. We live in Mesa. So like every which direction we looked, there was like fireworks show. So that was so cool. But then the next morning, I right, slept we just in a little. the fireworks. Yeah. Hopeful. 2024. We were like, we're going into year. this room. Like this year, it's going to be great. The next morning, I slept in and I woke up and I'm scrolling Instagram in bed and I see my friend Lindsay Hey posted this thing about like don't do laundry on new year's day like you can't wash laundry because if you wash laundry on new year's day it's like this old superstition someone will die in your family or in your home and i was like what the hell like i don't believe in superstitions normally but she was posting all these replies of people being like yes i've believed this since forever and whatever so i run out of the room and i go to find anthony to tell him that we're not doing laundry today and what is he doing 
moving a load from the washer to the dryer. Listen. He'd already done a load that morning. I don't take days off. Christmas, New Year's, birthdays. If there's dirty chonies that need to be washed, if I got... He time, was like, I'm Beth, that's him. stupid. No one in our home is going to die. Like, that's really dumb. Like, don't believe in superstitions. And I was just, like, very worried. This is January 1st, by the way. So, moving on to the next subject. Yeah, so. What happened next? Man, um, arguably the hardest thing maybe we've had to deal with as parents. Uh, 1A, 1B. 1A would be Deuce's multiple skull surgeries that was that was tough um 1b is losing our pup mickey um and i'll start with i'm not a big pet guy didn't grow up with pets um so as i grew up and started working and i have i'd have co-workers who would you know their cat pass and they'd miss work and i'd be like it's a cat. Like, what do you have to miss work for? Like, I never understood because I never experienced the loss of a pet. Well, you never loved a pet or you never had a pet to love. And then once you had a pet, you never experienced the loss of no, one. I'm, and I'm like, talking, you never even re- realized how much you could love a pet. Well, I'm talking before we even yeah. had a pet because yeah. we didn't get our first dog, Yogi, until after I had quit working and become a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. This was just me out in the real world coming across people. And I just – I could never understand – um, when people would talk about, you know, losing pets and, and things of that and how distraught they were. It just, I'd never experienced it, so it never resonated with me. Um, fast forward to our uh, situation when it was decided that, all right, mix mix got to be put down. Um, the emotions that yeah. came with that now, Beth and I were at the uh, pet hospital, what is it? Just an animal hospital. Animal yeah. hospital. Um, and trying to figure out, you know, all the different. Well, we were just like and... holding him like in our arms, and the when the vet came in and he like was like, okay, the best option for Mickey is going to be to put him down. We just I looked at you and we both just started sobbing. I was not expecting though for you to like be that emotional. And that's when I realized, like, oh, my gosh, like, he gets it. Like, he really gets it. I thought it was going to be me and the kids just, like, grieving right. alone. But, I mean, in it, my first thought was, like, yikes. Like, how how do we explain this to the kid? Like, what's their yeah. reaction? Um, and I, I didn't – I never would have thought that I'd be crying over a dog, like, just being dead honest. Um, so, I, you know, my mom was with the kids at home called my mom like hey well my mom called i called my mom first because she was like blowing me up and i just gave her the news and she was like okay put the kids to bed have them go to school tomorrow normal and then don't tell them till after school <laughs> and i was thinking back to my childhood when our one of our dogs died advice. and i was like yep that's kind of what they did like we actually didn't find out for like a week that our dog had died and they just kept telling us that he was like in the hospital and like that was never true. And when we found out, I was like devastated that they had lied to us. In addition to being devastated know, yeah. of, of over the loss of our family dog. Yeah, I think I because you, you were talking to her and I looked at you and I was just like, yeah, cut no. it off. Because yeah. listen, in our household, we, we, we keep it transparent just different, as yeah. much as we can. Um, so I called my mom. Hey, can you please bring the kids over? My mom, hey, what's going on now? 
my mom's worse when it comes to pet. Like if a dog even looks in her direction and she's out and about, she's freaking like, Oh, I think something happened to her when she yeah, was a kid. Yeah, she must I can't have remember. some dog trauma or something. But, but it's so weird because she worked at a vet office for like 12 years. Yeah, she did. Um, And so, you know, she's like, what's going on? And I'm just like, you just bring the kids. Like, it's not good. So she brings the kids. And that the kids are like, hey, what are we doing here? Um, The older girls said like they kind of knew on the way there what was going on. But they didn't say anything to deuce or the babies. And the kids just broke down they were a mess so then which led again i was like all right i'm gonna be tough for the kids like i can't i don't want to yeah i feel like once the kids got there we kind of like got it together for them because before they got there we were like on the floor like sobbing all right but we hadn't talked about like hey don't don't cry i just internally i was like all right you got your tears out get it together once the kids got there and how they responded it was just like tears again even my mom was crying. My yeah. mom like pet the dog five times in her life. She's death. The dog was not tiny. Five scared pounds. Scared of it. Yeah. Um. But it was, it was the hardest thing because I didn't know what to do. Usually I'm quick witted. I have a response, even if it's like a bold faced lie. With you, sometimes I like to make you feel better. I'll just think of something. I had no idea what to say. There was nothing to say to like make it better. Like, it was devastating. When you're when Grandpa Arnie passed, you know he was older, so we were like, hey, you know, sometimes you, you kind of just reach an age where it's it's time to go. With 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 Mickey, there was no because it was so sudden and such a tragic accident. Like, you know, that was the hardest part too. Is like, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. Um, but I think a lot of times, like us as humans we kind of in our head all right this person was old or this person did live a life this way so we can kind of all right, rationalize rationalize it. there was no rationalizing in this yeah. situation um what was, was sad too is that when they first got there ellis was like so happy just to like be with mickey like she loved him so much she was like why isn't he playing with me like we explained it to the kids immediately when we got there and they were all like devastated except for ellis she was just happy to be there annoyed that she wasn't in bed like she was just like a little grumpy but just happy to be around mickey it took her about 45 minutes to understand that like mickey was really sick and once she understood she was just a mess like in tears like is mickey gonna be better is mickey gonna be better the whole way home just crying like is mickey gonna come home is mickey gonna come home like it was I was not expecting her to like understand that quickly that he wasn't okay. And even like the day we went to get his ashes, she was like, is Mickey going to come home today? And I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Uh, But there was a moment and you always hear about, you know, these final moments with people. Um, I kid you not guys. When it was just Bethany and I, Mick was just fading, trying to like get away, go to a corner by himself. And the kids got there. And for a few two minutes mick kind of just stood up he perked up yeah let the kids talk to him and then it was time so that was tough um yikes <laughs> horrible horrible but, and that was january 9th so, so yeah my, my heart goes out to anyone who's lost a pet i apologize to the people in the past that i've been like yo it's just a cat it's just a dog um but i think i can officially call myself a dog dad now because that's a it's a pfft, that's now, different... now every single day with Yogi, I'm like scared to ever lose her. Like right. I can't even fathom the day because like we only had Mickey for three months and he became 
a distinct member of our mm-hmm. family, like so fast. Nightly, nightly, the kids he, shed a tear because they, you know, when it's time for bed, they, yeah, they they're miss still him not okay. It's tough. And what also makes it tougher is internet trolls and people on the internet, they don't really get to me. They get to Bethany all the time. But some of the things people are saying, it's like, people truly have no idea. And, and yeah. let us grieve. Um, the oh he ate something you clearly didn't train him you clearly were never with him and I'm like if people actually understood like I think they see other influencer families like traveling all the time or always having things to do like we truly are home all day every day minus sports like we were working with him every day we had his own little like setup area to keep him safe because we do have a lot of kids that have toys everywhere like we did everything we could. We were working with him every day. And I'm like, if people only knew how much time and effort and how much like we really put in. But I actually think that if those kind of people knew, they still wouldn't yeah, care. They still I mean, have like something shitty it's, it's to just, say. It's just, you know, I talk about Bethany all the time. Everyone's going to have an opinion. Um, but in this situation, it was like, all right, we're, we're sharing this chapter of our lives. Um, I, it wasn't in real time. It was a few days later, obviously, because we wanted to grieve and... But it's just like, man, if, if we could go back and do anything different, of course we would. But people just, oh, well, you guys are t- terrible human beings. And I don't know, it, it usually that stuff doesn't get to me, but it, it was kind of getting to me because I'm like, if, if we could change, I'd give my left arm to give that dog back, like yeah. to see the pain that the kids are in. Yeah. You are in like, it, it's tough. Um, but yeah. Um, also too, like, that was the hardest week ever, like, so hard. The kids missed multiple days of school, and they just, like, were not okay. I It made me so grateful for our inner circle, my friends, your family. We had people rally around us and show us support. And I, like you said, like, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's just a pet. The people in our lives... Yeah. The people in our lives showed up for us in ways that I never would have expected, but I'm so grateful for, especially your like parents. It was just, I never felt so loved. Like, yeah, the internet trolls and whatever were like mean, but our inner circle was incredible. And I think for like that first week too, I was in such a like negative mindset. I was having such a hard time, like even getting out of bed, but showing up and I finally made it to the gym like a week after the day he had died and the kids were in school and I was just like, okay, like we're going to get better. We're going to do this. We're going to change our mindset. We're going to be in a more positive mindset. Like I'm so sad and I need to get out of this. And I leave the gym and I go pick up the kids from school and I meet Anthony to drop off Brooklyn and Harlem so they can go to football practice. I'm going to take the other little kids home. And we get in a freaking car accident on the way home. Like, right after I just posted a story, like, I'm done with this negative mindset. Like, I'm done with bad things happening. We get in a freaking accident. And I'm just like, are you kidding me, God? Like, what else? What else is there? So, fortunately fortunately for our car and you and the kids that were with you, just a little fender bender. I mean, my neck hasn't been the same since. But, yeah, just a little fender bender. (laughs) No, for us, because the – so, it was like a three – a truck hit another car. The middle car was destroyed. The back destroyed. end was destroyed. And they ended up like on the curb, on the sidewalk. Like not one inch of the car was on the street anymore. But it was the craziest thing because this car behind us, 
said that they had seen in our car at the previous light that there was a bunch of kids in the car. And so when he saw that that landscaping truck was like, it was a truck with a big trailer. When they saw that that truck was like coming full speed, that they cranked their wheel a ton because they knew that there was kids in our car, which even in that, it's like, okay, like it could have been so much worse. Right. And thank God for that because we just have a little dent on our car. Their car was completely destroyed all the way up on the curb. And I got out of the car, I ran out after I had pulled over a little bit more. And on the road that we go on the Croxit on, there's so much construction. If so you, it's a chaotic road. East Valley, Cooper Gilbert, Road. Going down Cooper right now is a mess. It's horrible. So anyways, I pulled over a little and got out. And I was like, everyone keep your seatbelts on. I run out and the driver's just like laying on the driver's seat. And I was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. He like pulls his head up. He's like, I just need a second. Um, the other truck, people start getting out and like coming and checking on him. They just had like front damage, I guess. The The middle car was destroyed. So he gets out and he's okay. There's like no blood or anything, but he's like clearly injured like internally somewhere. And I'm like, do you want to call the cops? Like, I feel like we should call the cops. And he's like, yeah, we need to call the cops. So I call 911. The cops take like 20 minutes to get there. So I'm just like keeping the kids inside. We have standstill traffic behind us there's cars that can't even get around us like it's just a mess people are honking at us finally the cops get there and they help us like kind of get off to a side road and this is when it started going even more downhill not for us though like I felt so bad the guy that told me hey we need to call the cops the guy that was injured the guy that his car is destroyed is in handcuffs I like turn around and he's in handcuffs and I'm like what is going on he looks at me he like puts his hands up in there he's like oh, I don't know he do he did like a shoulder yeah hand, like a shoulder shrug he didn't oh yeah I guess up. he didn't do why are you laughing at my man in handcuffs I'm sorry because it's in my mind I pictured him going like this like throwing his hands up but I guess he just did like a slight shrug of the shoulder because yeah, so he wasn't handcuffs. apparently he had a warrant yeah so the cop comes up and he's like yeah unrelated he had a warrant out for his arrest and I'm like what the hell? This poor guy. This poor guy. And then also he was like, before the cops got there, he was calling maybe a wife or girlfriend or something because he was like, babe, I'm not going to make it home in time. Like, I just got in a car accident. So I'm like, shit, he's really not going to make it home yeah. in time now. Like, I felt so bad for him. So bad. So yeah, that was wherever you're at, my guy. So sorry. Yeah, thank you, though. Hope for things are looking up for you. For unless you like the kids. Unless you murdered someone, then. But so go, to go back, so one of our goals this year um, as parents was to get our kids more active. Um, Bethany and I grew up sports. sports you had families. to play sports. Yeah, we always had to choose a sport to be playing. No matter the season. Um, I grew up playing sports, but also we were in church six, seven days a week. So our schedules were very hectic. We were never home. Uh, my parents worked sun up sundown and I saw my dad at dinner and on the weekends that was it um so we just had very very chaotic schedules so as parents um we we wanted to do things differently now if my kids like sports great if they don't like sports which we're at five kids maybe two like sports right now yeah right wait which two are you thinking I'm thinking Brooklyn and well Harlem State's football Bronx now. okay so but anyway, so we and we never wanted to push anything on our kids. Hey, we want well-rounded kids. I was the kid back in the day that if we weren't talking about sports, I couldn't have a conversation with you. 
You know, I remember kids talking about, hey, I saw this on the History Channel or this on that, whatever. I, I can be involved in those conversations. Um, but we realized, all right, we're at a point right now to where we just kind of come home, homework, engage, and then it's like video games or whatever. So we were like, we want our kids to be more active. So we found this league, signed all the kids up. Brooklyn signed up with the, one of her well, best yeah. friends Bronx for had done soccer last season with that league, so we decided to just use it again. But we knew Bronx couldn't do soccer again because she hated every second of it. Like, we actually had to, like, force her to play. My thing is I never want to force a kid to play a sport. But once you're signed up and we've invested money into it, you got to finish the season. And you, I feel like, would let them quit if they, like, hated it halfway through. Um. Okay, so that so, – all right. So since we're going to go there, that situation was a little bit different. So Bronx is five years old. Yeah. She's not – Anywhere near a varsity jacket, a scholarship to a university, or pro. She did not want to play soccer. You signed Bronx up for soccer because your friends' kids were also playing soccer. and You wanted to have the kids play together, mm -hmm. and you wanted to have a social club that practices and at games. Like, yeah. That's the God honest truth. Yeah. Because prior to that, any kid our kids had ever played, I signed them up. So yeah. you took initiative on this one because yeah. it was a friend thing, which is cool. So I knew going in, like, we didn't ask Bronx, do you want to play? You kind of just signed her up and we're like, you're playing soccer. Bronx hated it. Hated every second. So I'm like, all right, Bronx hates it. We're driving across town. There was it, multiple practices where we left in the middle of practice because she was just sitting on the floor anyway. So right. it's so, like, why were we there? Right. So yeah. that's why I'm like, okay, she didn't ask to do this. She doesn't enjoy it. Why? We but I'm like, I already bought shin guards and a soccer ball and cleats. You better finish. Right. But, you know, I feel like she didn't technically finish. Like, we missed so many games because she was just not in the mood for it. But either way, that's But why especially I was for like, the bigger kids that, that are older, I feel like once you start something, you got to at least finish it because you have a team that counts on you. But also, they're asking yeah. for this. Yeah. Like, when, so Bronx did that. Now we were like, all right, we want all the kids in sports. We went through the list of winter sports that were offered. Deuce wanted to do volleyball. Mm -hmm. Harlem wanted to do softball. Brooklyn wanted to do anything, any, whatever care. sport. Brooklyn doesn't care. Yeah. So we figured it out. Deuce and Harlem are playing volleyball together because they're the age to play on the same team. Brooklyn, we were able to get one of her best friends from school, uh, her family, to sign up so that she could play soccer with someone. Bronx is going to play t-ball. Yeah, that's our gonna be our the season started January 2024. So we're like, yeah, we got all the kids in a sport. We're gonna be active. I was so excited to be like sports mom and like we're gonna be driving everyone around. Like it's gonna be fun. So then the school that our kids go to um, says, hey, we're starting a flag football team and we're gonna compete against other elementary schools. Of course, Brooklyn football yeah, is her she's thing. She's like, I want to play. play. Well. It worked out for Harlem's grade to also be on the team. Harlem never shown any interest in any sports. I didn't even ask Harlem. Well, her friends were signing up, so Harlem said, hey, Dad, I want to sign up as well. And well, Anthony's like, are you sure? Well, because it's it's a school team, so, so it's tryout-based. Not everyone's going to make the team. So I'm like, like you know, you got to try out. Like, And so my thing is – Spoiler alert, she made the team. Yeah, we, we didn't have enough kids to cut. Well, so. okay, you didn't have to add that little tidbit in there. We could have just no, no, gassed because, her up listen, a little. Listen, so, you didn't need to tell the people. Well, back up. So the coach is there. Now, mind you, if my kids are there, I'm there. I'm blessed to have a schedule where I can be there. So, you know, he's like, hey, you know, do you want to help out? And I was like, of course. I'm here anyways. Might as well. So now I'm an assistant coach. 
Um, we don't have enough players to make cuts. But so now Harlem and Brooklyn play football, and it's fun because Harlem's actually working, and we it's fun. But anyway, so our schedule went from school to just chilling to now. Monday we have football practice after school and volleyball. Then volleyball right after. Tuesday football practice after school and Bro- Brooklyn has to leave early to go to soccer, to soccer. practice. Wednesday we football games, t-ball, t-ball practice. practice, and so we just went from complete just zen chill. And then to Saturday three games in a row. Go go go! And so Bethy and I are just like man, like I don't know how families that have you know real both jobs, parents yeah. that work out of the house or single parents. Like, how the heck do you guys manage anything to write time practices? Because, hey, I'm a stay at home dad. My schedule is open and I'm just like, go, 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 We've never been busier. It's crazy. But I've also never been happier. Like, I feel so content with our schedule right now. I do feel like we needed chaos and organized chaos in order to, like, even grieve in this month like it's helped all of the kids exponentially to have something where they're like putting an effort and, to take and their things mind to look off forward of, to yeah to take their mind off of of what had happened so coming off of you know mickey's passing that that as a family helped us to come closer together yeah um but even the time that we do have so thursday friday sunday where there's no practices there's no sports we're more intentional with that time. Yeah. We're going to the park. Right. And just little things. Things that you take for granted because for us it was, hey, we do the same thing yeah. every Cooking day. Cooking as a family. Right. Different things. So we're just go, go, go. So shout out to all the parents out there making it work because it is a lot. Okay. But also February is so crazy for us. Like January was crazy and sad and we had a lot of grieving and I'm sure that's going to last for months. But February cannot be more chaotic especially the first week so this is the schedule february 2nd live show last minute live show february 6th my wally launch february 7th i'm getting a hysterectomy so the first week is just jam-packed full of so let's start the live show because that that was unexpected yeah um i think it was a thursday we were on our way to whatever may have been Oh, we were get to get Mickey's ashes. Yeah. So we were going to get Mickey's ashes across town, and we're in the car. It's forty five minute drive. And Bethany says, "Hey, um, Monica's team, Monica from uh, Salt Lake. What's what's the show? Real Housewives of Salt Real Lake City. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Hey, they reached out. Well, okay, so podcast. Let's rewind a little bit, and I'm going to tell you guys everything that happened leading up. Here's all the tea. So. Before the season started, I've known Monica since like 2018. She used to have a baby brand and she would send stuff for Bronx when Bronx was born. And we got to know each other. And then when Real Housewives of Salt Lake City premiered, Jen Shaw was on the show. I had always seen Jen in Monica's stories. They were friends. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then when they had their falling out, Monica and I got closer because she would like confide in me about stuff. So when we went to Salt Lake City to do a conference that we were speaking at, we met up with her and had dinner and got to meet her in real life, whatever. When she got cast on the show, I was like, hey, you need to come on our podcast. Like you need to, before the season starts, come and people can like get to know you, blah, blah, blah. She's like, let's do it. So we bought her plane ticket. That's how we first met Zeke and got the podcast. So it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, because we were like, we need to be able to do video for it. I didn't want her on my couch (laughs) 
<laughs> we didn't want to do it at home. Yeah. So anyways, flash forward to the day before that's supposed to all happen. She's like, hey, um, Bravo is saying that I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, fuck. So like that sucks, whatever. So we still came in studio and did an episode just you and I. And that's how we like got started here in the studio, which is so cool. But it sucked because we had put money into all of her flights and all that kind of stuff to get her out here, the studio, whatever. Mistake. Don't so ever do that, guys. that's when we started um, corresponding with Bravo and trying to figure out a date for it. So they were like, okay, let's do November. Okay, well, then BravoCon happened. Okay, let's do January. Okay, or just, I think it was December. So we had like scheduled another podcast with them. But that's when the first reunion aired and she was getting so much hate online and she was just like not doing well so she canceled all press and so that's how the second one got canceled and it just so happened that like our interview was going to be like the next day yeah yeah so So like like that sucked two times in a row we got canceled on yeah but i also like understood that time too because i would have been i would have been in europe africa mexico canada Anywhere that wasn't here, if I was getting that much hate online, like I would have just been in a dirt hole. Oh yeah, for no her, phone for weeks. Definitely like, makes sense for her. Horrible, for us, horrible. Like, yeah, for two us, times I was in like, a row. That's a wrap on that. I told, I told about that. I was like, listen, she's not coming back. That's if. if yeah, if, it was too hard. It was too hard at that point. So then she hired a PR team and they reached out to me and they were like, hey, we want to get Monica scheduled for the podcast. I'm like, okay, we'll do virtual. Um, we're not going to put any like money into this whatsoever. And they were like, would you be interested in having her come to Arizona? Like, would you be able to put money in for that? And I was like, no, we can't. Like, Absolutely not. We can't do that because we already put too much money into it and it was gone to waste. She was like, we have an idea of how we can recoup some money. Um, can you give me a call? And so I got on the phone with her PR team and they were like, hey, what if we did a live show? What if we did it in Arizona? So we flew her out here. What if we like sold tickets so that anyone that's a fan of your podcast or a fan of her could come see it in real life and then we could put the episode out a few weeks later? And I'm like, yes, yes, this is what I live for. Yes, let's do it. But is Bravo going to shut this down? She said, Bravo gave us the green light. This is a Bravo approved podcast. Monica's in on it. Like we are good to go. So we had one week to plan it. The show is now in two days. If you're listening to this, it's already happened. But we have just been working like crazy to get this show perfect for you guys. And we are so excited. So that is February 2nd. That's how that came to be. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's, I don't think it's going to get canceled, guys. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, if it does get canceled, it's, it's not out of if our pocket. If it gets canceled, we're going to get canceled. So it better not. But listen, this no, is on Rain record. or shine, we're showing up this and doing is, a this, live show. This will drop Monday. So listen, if it gets canceled, you just know it's on record. Strike three. Well, none of the strikes were because of us. Um, but yeah, uh, any expectations going into that? Like, um, I'm a little nervous about like I just know she still ha- is getting so much hate online. I hope people, you know, like Vanderpump Rules, Tom Sandoval, like he's still doing all his rock shows, even though he got like major hate. And people literally go to the shows to, like, throw tomatoes at him. And, like, people go just to take videos so they can post it online making fun of him later. I'm hoping there's nothing like that to where, like, people are coming just to, like, be mean. But hopefully since it was, like, the minimum ticket cost was 40 bucks, I feel like you don't spend $40 to go hate on someone. Well, maybe you do. You do. Maybe you do. You do. I don't know. 
that's the only thing that I'm nervous about. Everything else, I feel like we're good to go. So I'm excited, and I even told my mom she could come because yes, it'll be the first show your mom comes to. It's a live show, not about us. Yeah. So I I don't have to dig into the vault to think of something to share with the audience. We can just go up there talk. All the the pressure, the heat, the spotlight, whatever you want to call, it, is on her. Yeah. We're just there. We're to hosting. Have a good time. Yeah, like she wanted to come to the last show and one of our big topics of that show was squirting. We were like, you are not allowed to come. You have to watch the kids. My grandma bought a VIP ticket to that show and I made the venue refund her. I was like, you can't come. Sorry. But yeah, first time family will be allowed to come. So yeah, we'll have the live show with her. Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of have this in my head. I'm coming in locked and loaded. I'm firing and... So if the if the episode doesn't come out, it's because I probably said something. It's because Bravo blocked it, right? Because yeah, Bravo has to approve the episode before we put it out. And also, if you couldn't get a ticket, you know, if you want to send me, if you want to work a side bet, you know, you send me a little bit of money. I'll ask your question. I have no shame in that. I got to recoup a little bit more money from the oh last time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, okay, what else should we? Well, you we went February second. Now let's go. What's next? hysterectomy so go hysterectomy oh my gosh you guys i'm getting hysterectomy i'm getting the parts removed officially um this also was just like a wild story i feel like we might have talked about it a little bit i'm not even sure what we've talked about as pertains to this subject but basically i ended up in the er a few times with like horrible cramps and just like really really bad pain i felt like my appendix burst or something that's how bad the pain was and it turns out my uterus is filled with blood and that's not supposed to be happening because I got an ablation, which like cauterizes the uterine lining. So that way I don't bleed at Sounds all. Painful. Um, yeah. Failed ablation. It happens in like 10%, I think, of people. So yay for me for being in the top 10% or maybe the bottom 10%. But um. It can't drain. It's not draining. So I like don't have a period because of the fact that my cervix has scar tissue buildup. And that could be from the that could be from the ablation. That could be from who knows what, but or maybe just the scars of having a million bajillion kids in a row. Um, so anyways, all that blood is stuck inside me. Cool. Awesome. Living with that. Um, they're gonna take my uterus out, my all that shit out and then leave my ovaries so that I don't go into menopause and I don't have to take synthetic hormones because apparently that's like brutal. So yeah, that's February 7th, the day after my Wally launch. Also, if you're watching this, buy a Wally case. Babe, show yours to the camera. Aren't they so cute, guys? Adorable. So um, let's go. Wally, the case. So buy my Wally case so that way I can afford my hysterectomy. Thank you. <laughs> um. So let's talk about that. So the Wally case, obviously, Bethany, uh, you designed or you worked with the yeah, artist? Yeah, we, we designed it, and Wally's putting it out there. Well, you didn't draw this, though, No, right? That's what I'm saying. So no. you worked with an so, artist. So, I mean, I drew a version of it. <laughs> didn't look like that, though, and then the designer made it beautiful. So these phone cases are Bethany's designs. Um, what is the, what's the inspiration behind them? Why this, why? Yeah. So when we first talked about working together, I knew I wanted to do something that was Arizona inspired and babe, tell the audience what I do every single night, every single night. 
as soon as the sun sets. When there's a sunset, Bethany's out there taking a picture. It doesn't but, matter what. I'll be driving. And she's like, you need to stop right now so I can take a picture of the sunset. I'm like, we're on the highway. I'm going 75. Relax. And I just like know the moment I need to go out there, especially if we're at home, because we have big windows in our kitchen and dining room. And the kitchen turns orange and I know it's time to go outside. And our backyard, the way our backyard's set up is like we have the most perfect, insane view of the sunset every night, just beyond gorgeous with our trees and stuff. So my whole camera roll is just sunset, sunset, sunset. But where I got this little um, hobby from, is it a hobby or is it like an OCD thing? We don't know. Or is it a kink? Yeah, or a kink, maybe. (laughs) Well, actually, we can't say that because I got this from Grandpa Arnie. My grandpa Arnie is like the biggest fan of sunsets. Every single day he would be sending us a picture of the sunset. And I think that's where I got that trait from. It's like I just had to see it. And like it's just beautiful to me. Like there's no beauty like an Arizona sunset. And you really can't even explain how breathtaking it is till you see one in real life. And to me it's like art. I'm just obsessed. So when I God's talked art. God's art, yeah. So when I talked to Wally about doing the cases, I was like, I want to do one that's Arizona sunset inspired. So that's what Anthony's case is. If you're watching this, you can see his case is cactuses with like the mountains and just the colors of a sunset, which are beautiful. And then my case is like a gradient check. I love like the check trend. Um, and so it's like a gradient sunrise check and i think both are just so cute and we got the sunrise sunset inspired by arizona inspired by grandpa arnie's love for arizona and yeah so the wally team uh came to arizona Mm -hmm. and then also bethany's new management team yeah so that's another bit of tea so bethany signed with a new management company called trend i'm very excited they also uh, well her direct line manager what yeah we call it? her manager also flew into town um for a photo shoot for her, which i thought was cool because we've had to fly places or we've had to you know find someone local take the pictures and then you just send it to the team but they sent their whole team out and yeah wally's team which was like their social media coordinator their pr person their photographer like everyone they sent everyone the founder was supposed to come but she had the flu so that was sad but We had the most gorgeous photo shoot. We got to do a sunset photo shoot. Um, My manager flew in from L.A. And then also the night before, they had like a whole dinner with all the trend people in Arizona. All the trend people in Arizona, which is, if you don't know, my old BFF, Kenzie. I got to rekindle our friendship at that dinner. We had been talking for like a few weeks prior and chatting because we knew we had both signed with the same agency. She was already signed. You came after. You followed her. Yeah, I followed in her footsteps. And yeah, so we got to chat in person for the first time in two years. No. Yes. Yeah. A year and a half. A year and a half. 18 months, which is crazy. And I think maybe we should do like a pod episode with Kenzie, don't you think? Hey, listen, I'm I'm a to messy. Explain everything that I'm happened. I'm a messy man. I love drama. I love I love tea. So it, I didn't love one second of it. I was that I cried every single day. No, no, no. I'm saying in real time. Obviously, it's but like yeah, maybe talking. But about looking it would be back more fun. on it, like we could it, definitely laugh about it. We were laughing about it at that dinner. 
I just don't think I could be here for that episode because, like, I really lived through it, and like, I you have questions, questions, <laughs> and I'm, I wouldn't hold hold anything back, and I don't think you guys would want that. So I feel like me and Kenzie could do a good episode. We could do a little pod swap. Uh, hey, listen, we know maybe pe- you could do listener questions. The reason why people are coming to the live show with one week's notice is because people are nosy. Yeah, simple. True. Monica is on everywhere right now because of what she did and people are nosy and they want to know so people would tune into that because if you go on other platforms that was very discussed you guys's fallout or why you guys no longer were hanging around hanging around with each other every single day people are nosy people would love it i would love it you know listen listen, i'm looking at this this (laughs) this is a business the garcia diaries podcast is a business and i'm a business man so let's do it well, anyways, maybe we'll stay tuned for that. Message us if you want that episode. But um, Not us. Message her. Don't bother <laughs> me with that shit. So we had an amazing dinner with the whole Trend team. They are just incredible. I'm so excited to be with them. And the next day we had a full day shoot. We went to Maple and Ash for dinner. I mean, when they messaged me and said, when Wally was like, we want to take you guys out to dinner. What about Maple and Ash? I was like, you are speaking my language. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It was incredible. Um, the pictures came out magical, so I'm so excited uh, for the launch. It's on the 6th, so like I said, buy my case so I can afford my hysterectomy because that shit is not cheap. Um, I'm like, can we do an at-home surgery like Anthony could do it? I feel like that's just a little too much. We can't even get into the American healthcare system right now because that would just be a whole nother episode. I need someone to come on the pod and explain it to me first and foremost because I do not understand. I tried to have your surgery at the end of the year last year so that way we could. I tried to have it at the end of the year last year and they were like, sorry. Then January, we're not available. January 1 hits and now they're available. Everything <laughs> resets, your balance spent goes to zero. Yeah. And you got to work it back up. But anyways, magically available. Uh, you know, we're going to get it done. We're fortunate to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we're on the road to a healthy, happier, pain-free Bethany. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. So a few weeks back, our episode with Kylie Kadich, Kadich dropped. And I was inspired. Mm-hmm. We were both inspired. Watching her TikToks inspired. And I was like, man, maybe in 2024, I'll try to tackle some home improvement, home decor, whatever whatever that is. Maybe I... maybe I. He was like, okay, I think I should start small and I'm going to like restain our... What is that thing called? It's like a coffee table. Yeah. Because it has like marks all over it and stuff where like the wood's chipped. He's like, I think I should start with that and I'm going to restain it. And I'm like, that's perfect. But what if instead of doing that, we redid no, 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 hold on. You're, you're, you're jumping way ahead. So we we did that, and I was like, dang, like watching her stuff. If she can do it, I feel like I could do it, you know, because she's honest. Like, I didn't, I don't have any background in this. I None. just pick a pick up a tool and get to work. So I was like, all right, maybe I can do that. And I was like, I'll start with the coffee table. Time goes by, everything we just talked about happened haven't thought about that coffee table since we drove away from the podcast studio (laughs) and i was like a sunday bethany says hey 
Uh, this past Sunday, jeez. <laughs> Bethany <laughs> says, "Hey, um, three days ago, because you know you did you redid Brooklyn's room, Ham's room, yeah." But with that, I hired someone to come install wallpaper. Uh, I did everything else myself, but by everything else, it was just like getting new bed sheets, getting right. a rug, having Anthony hang some pictures. Like it wasn't this like insane amount of work. Simple, simple stuff. And we were like, all right, we need to do, do some Bronx's room, but it was just the toys are in there. It's a mess. That's that's the messy room. We kind of avoid it at all yeah, costs. And then Deuce, every day, he's like, when are you guys going to do my room? Because he knows that we did both of the girls. We did both of theirs in September. And you did your room. And too. my room. Yeah. Well, our room, I guess. But It's not my room. Everything in there is yours. <laughs> I just sleep in the bed. You want to get rid of my TV even. So then that would be. The TV's too big. Listen, it doesn't look all good. All I have in there is a TV. Can I just keep one We don't thing? even use it. We've watched TV in there like three times. Because you complain Whenever the whole Whenever we time. watch TV in there, we use the rolling iPad. We don't even use that TV because it's too big. And also, it creaks at night. I have this fear that it's going to fall off the wall. It's an old TV, guys. So, like, it when you shut it off, the screen goes black. But, like, the inner workings are still shutting down. So, you'll hear. Okay, so how come if I haven't turned it on for a week, it's still creaking at night? That's what I want to know. I feel like it's slowly wiggling its way off the wall and it's somehow going to launch across the room and land on top of me while I'm sleeping. That's my fear. And it would probably kill me, honestly, because it's literally 80 inches. Maybe. And old, so it's got a little backing there. But anyway, Sunday, Bethany wakes up and says, I want to paint this room. Yeah. You know, I'm supportive. I say yes 90% of the time. Sure, let's paint it. Because Bethany says shit all the time. It never, never happens. And so I just thought maybe this was this moment. Yeah, I have a lot of ideas that don't come to fruition. Now, do I really want to paint? No. But yeah, sure, we can paint. So that's Sunday. We go about our day. Monday morning comes around. I take the kids to school. Come back home. Bethany wakes up. She says, all right, let's go to the paint store. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you are serious. Yeah. So now I'm like, crap. I'm on TikTok. I'm watching how to paint. Paint 101. Paint for dummies. His dad also was a painter your whole life. And so you were able to call him and ask for some yeah, advice. Yeah. He told you where to go, what to get, that kind of thing. So obviously he's like guiding me, but also... I've, we've never done it before, yeah. so we go, we get, we get everything we need, and the room is done today, present day. I'm proud. I'm proud of that room. Um, My body hurts. But listen, can I just be honest? Mm-hmm. I'm proud that in the in the past, you and I being together for 48 hours in a confined space, we didn't bicker, mm-hmm. we didn't argue. When you were getting paint splats on my head, I very internally wanted to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'd ask you 10 times. I mean, you, you, you did please... multiple times say, babe, what are you doing? Right. Because I'm like, just roll the brush a few more times so it's not s- sopping wet. But <laughs> I listen, therapy worked because I just like, all right. you. you it was you could, fun. It was fun. But like hitting a hit with paint splats on your head. Your shoulder, like I'm like, how did I? I I've been painting the baseboards all day. How's my like, shoulder I still have, paint? have paint on my legs? It was fun, and it came out much better than I thought. Yeah, and much different than we thought. Like we did not expect to 
color drench, but we color drenched. We got convinced to color drench, and it's just gorgeous. But you know how people always so say, like, oh, I could never uh, do X and O with my partner because we'd end up just fighting. Yeah. It, I, listen. Or, like, those memes that are, like, do an Ikea furniture assembly if you want to get divorced. Right. That kind of thing. And it's like, I totally get it now. But mm-hmm. also, it's all, it's about how you re- If I would have been like, what the hell are you doing? I've asked you 10 times, right? Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? If Bethany gets pinned on the carpet, which she did, <laughs> Bethany's got to figure it out. And I and figured it out. I got the paint off the carpet. But it was fun to do something because we are the king and queen of hire, out. hire it out. Hire out. Listen, once I got a little money to hire it out, <laughs> that was that was what was happening. Um, but to get back in. And I think people like present day, they don't think that I have like real quality man attributes because I'm a stay at home dad now. But let's not act like I wasn't climbing up telephone poles and i know in attics underneath houses and 120 like i lived that life and it was fun but me present it was fun i was miserable i loved it then like how hard was it for me to walk away from my job the way you smelled after work was a smell i've never experienced before and i've never experienced it since right the way you would come into the house and immediately have to go into the shower no one would even ask you you would just i knew your like work routine was he walks in the door, he takes a shower. Yeah, called through addicts and triple of how digits. how hard you were working. Yeah. Like, and like, I had to beg him. I had to beg him for a month to quit his job. He did not want to quit. Just right. So people were like, oh, Anthony, like there was a stage in my life when I was a man and I did manly things <laughs> and I worked a hard job. That's not me today. And I and listen, if, if you work, if you work construction or, or if you work hard, salute to you. But if you could get out of it, oh, get out of it. But anyways, I still got it in me. It's in my DNA. So we got it done. Yeah, we got it done. But we did hire out one thing because we didn't expect the paint to take so long. And like I thought I was going to be able to do the second coat while he was building our triple bunk bed. But no, like we're running out of time. Like my hysterectomy is coming and we needed this to be completely done before the hysterectomy. Right. Because then it's just going to be you. Yeah, we we ran out of time. I still had to leave midday to go coach football. Yeah. We had to take the kids to practice. We had to do homework. Yeah. Make dinner. It's not like we could just be doing this from dawn to dusk. Now, if we could have planned it out a little better than two days prior, we could have been like, hey, mom, can you, hey. I can't be at practice today. You got. I mean, run by the yourself. way, we started this project at 11 a.m. yesterday. It's done. 11 a.m. No, no, wait, no. 11 a.m. the day before yesterday. Roof yeah. to baseboards painted. Yeah. There's no paint on. There's no paint on the carpet. Good job, man. We did it. We did it. That was fun, but I'm proud of us because it was just a testament of. I mean, I'm proud of me, <laughs> of how far I've come as a human being because you were doing some stuff that was just like Bethany. But I've learned, like, all right, Bethany is who she is. She's going to be who she is. She's going to – she was literally, like, just rolling. And, like – and I'm, like, what are, you, what are you doing? But we got it done, and it all worked out. So – Rolling? What do you mean? Rolling, rolling paint, the by the way. one corner. Okay. And then you would turn to that corner. I wasn't on drugs. I just want to make that clear. But, like, you were – I don't well, know. Every video that I watched on TikTok and YouTube on how to paint with a roller didn't show how you were painting with a roller. And it looks good. It looks so, good. So. New technique coming in hot. <laughs> what do you got for us? That I it? think that's good, yeah. Super Bowl predictions. Oh, never mind. We have, have another pay. week before the Super Bowl. Wait, can I give my super do- <laughs> super do? Can I give my Super Bowl prediction not knowing anything about football? 
listen, you can't you can't wear that hat anymore, not knowing anything. Listen, okay, you, I you know. Can't wear that okay, hat fine. I know a lot about football, but can I give my? I didn't even know that the Ravens and Lions were real teams. You say teams each week that are playing, and it shocks me every time. We should time. do that TikTok trend where I show you the logos and you try to. No, name. we should because yeah. I know like Chiefs, 49ers, Eagles. Like I grew up with the 49ers. We I grew up in the Bay Area. I knew that. You say some teams sometimes, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have never heard that before. That's not a real team. And I'll Google it to try to prove them wrong, which dumb of me. Like I said, and it's a real is my team. Forte. And I'm like, there's no way I've never heard of them before. The Dolphins? Didn't know that was a team until Alex Earl. Um, so anyways, Chiefs are going to win, obviously, because Taylor Swift. Um, the NFL, I think it's scripted. I think the NFL, I mean, okay, can we just talk about the fact that the Kelsey documentary, like why were they filming Jason Kelsey's life the year that him and Travis happened to go to the Super Bowl? Like that was scripted, obviously, right? So from I, be, from the beginning of the season, they were doing a documentary on Jason Kelsey. Up until up until which, by the way, that. huge fan, loved the documentary, loved Jason, loved Kylie, so cute, right? So cute. I, I I think I think I I I don't understand the hype though. Oh really? It was a good documentary. Don't get me wrong. It was good. It made Jason Kelsey more likable, lovable. Yeah. But like. I said on our podcast with Sarah, people are stopping me because I'm wearing Eagles gear. They want to talk about the documentary. Yeah. It was good, but I'm like, would I go back and watch it again? Probably. I fell asleep. I mean, no, I would never watch it again. But the way but like, that it was cute. I it was a it. good documentary, but like I thought my life was going to be changed. I thought it was I about it. Travis and Jason, so a little disappointed on that front, but it's fine. But I think then going into this year with like the Chiefs, you know and taylor and all that stuff it's like okay and then like stadiums changing the name of their foods if they know taylor's gonna be there to be like her song themed like it's just the nfl is giving desperate boyfriend vibes and it's kind of weird so so with what you said about being scripted i never believed it wanted to believe it because i love the game too much but that the way the past year has gone watching we because we just watched the documentary last week we're late to that party. I'm like, how are they filming this? Like you said, and they just so happen at the end of the year, to end Chiefs up in the Super Eagles Bowl. play in yeah. the Super Bowl. Something's got to be off there. So, I'm so little... I think the Chiefs are going to win. I have my sweatshirt already because I'm going to be five days post-stop at the Super Bowl. Um, it says it's the NFL logo and logo. <laughs> my, I can't talk today. God damn it. Um, it's the NFL logo and it says Taylor's version. So... That's my Super Bowl. I'm excited outfit. for the halftime show. I'm 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 tuned in for Usher. That's it. I don't care about the game. I hate both teams. All the millennials are gonna be so excited about Usher. Millennials are old people or young people? It's my age and older. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're old. I tried to go through his discography disc I should stop trying to say big words today, but can you say it for me? Discography. You got it. You good? You hold we good there? I think okay, so. That works it. for me. Um, try to go through it and see which songs I knew and liked, and all of them were from like 2012 or earlier. So, like when way, I was in high school, of Usher. Earlier. Yeah, I'm saying. Listen, I, if Usher's not singing a, a set list from the 90s, I might. But be that's what I said. 2012 or earlier. There's nothing that's come out in the past like 12 years that I even know of. So. Well, you and I talked about this the other day. Like our favorite artists are now. 
legacy tour artists because everyone's just getting old. Yeah. Like Justin Timberlake's going on a legacy I tour. I got so triggered yesterday because Anthony was watching this TikTok and it was this guy going through like old shoes, like old hype shoes. And he was like, yeah, like this shoe came out when I graduated from high school or something. And he graduated in like 2018. And I was like, what the he was like, these shoes haven't been cool since 2012. And I'm like, that's when I graduated high school. I was like, I was the young mom for so long. And now that I'm like a normal age, all these young people are making me feel old. It's yeah. not a good feeling. It doesn't so, feel good. So I'm anyways, sorry for doing that to everyone in the past. We apologize for the <laughs> run of interviews. We're going to do interviews still. Just going to space them out. Yeah. And uh, if you're going, if we see you at the live show, hopefully we have a blast. But February... Once we get past your surgery, I'm going to get a birthday this year because you're going to be recovering. We should do a pod episode in the hospital. Post Zeke, can you do that? Can you bring can the equipment? <laughs> like when I'm super high on drugs. That would be awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And we will see you next week. Peace. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stenge Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stenge Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stenge Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stenge, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.